Kojima wrote a good book. It is pretty good. I, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is good. Um, maybe I'm just uh, I lack the patience to read that I that I normally do. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, I know I've been emphasizing that I wrote a fucking book report on this shit, but it definitely it can get a little like indulgent at times. But I it it's I can relate. It's relatable, relatable indulgence. Mm-hmm. It was not what I expected. I'll say that. Um, and I, I even read the synopsis and it still wasn't what I expected because it's basically a collection of short essays that he wrote about media that he likes. It's not it's not a book about his life experience, although that is a part of the essays that he writes. You know, he always kind of works. It's in. peppered in. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's peppered into it's it adds context to what the main point is, which is the books that influenced him. Yeah, which. And, you know, I'm not I've, I've got to I've got to finish it still. I know I'm terrible, you know, I, doing this podcast. I haven't even finished the damn book. Um, I've been kind of like but, enjoying it like a like the cassette tapes, kind of like going in, like reading yeah, a little bit at yeah. a time and like checking them out, you know, just like, all right, that's neat. And then it's kind of like a good bathroom book. That's <laughs> bathroom book. Are, are you going to you read Kojima and then you found out Walter White was Heisenberg? Um. Oh, <laughs> hey, I'm Fingers. Yo, it's Apache Smash. Hey, everyone. This is Days Ahead. And I'm Nitroid. You're listening to the Kojima Frequency. No, but I I totally agree with your point. Um, I think that I was I I got through I got through the book, and I think it was easy as like piecemeal reads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, throwing on like some jazz music in the background, and uh, yeah, this is the kind of book you need a drink for, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean this is you need to like find a comfy spot, get yourself a nice drink, put on some music, and chill. And even for the folks that um, are like, what the fuck? This has nothing to do with Metal Gear, because you know there are going to be some of those people. <laughs> you mean Kojima um, does stuff other than Metal Gear? Kojima what? has a life outside of Metal Gear? What the fuck? Um, Surely you jest. There are Personally, bits- I-, I was furious to find out it wasn't about Metal Gear. Just <laughs> throw it down in disgust. It does mention there- Metal Gear Solid 4 of all. Oh, that's, that, that's the best bit. Yeah. See, now you're... Just trying to trigger me and it's not going to work. <laughs> there are areas where he talks about, you know, moments where he it, uh, books influences game design. Um, and like one of the early examples of that, and I think I mentioned it last week, was there is a book about a cat. that's like Janine the cat and her relationship with the protagonist, which inspired the relationship between the boss and uh, the boss and big boss. And, um, yeah, that kind of, like, made the whole plot of Metal Gear kind of weirdly smaller in scope, knowing that its origins came through an alley cat. Um, it, it was fascinating to hear him talk as well about how often he reads. Um, God, I can't remember the number he said, but, but didn't he at one point in the book mention how many books a year he reads? Something like that? 
Yeah, because it got like reduced down. I used to read a lot more, and that number didn't reduce because I became like a, you know, a, a, a rock star like Kojima. I just, I just got fucking lazy. You are Mister Popular these days. I gotta say. I, you know, are you are you gonna leave us soon and just stop answering our calls? Like, what's going on? <laughs> no, never. I, never. No, I'm gonna no. hold you to that. Absolutely not. You're doing you're doing SGDQ again. I know it's a. Uh, I didn't expect to get in. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I feel even weird. Like I'm like, no, it's too early in the show to talk about that. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm fucking excited, man. We don't. We don't need no stinking structure. Come on. Yeah. I'm, this is. I'm, a, it's. A, this is a big deal, man. Look, I. I, I like. I, I knew MGS One was getting in, right? Boba Skip was fucking huge news. Um, I think most people, even people outside of Metal Gear, saw that happen and thought. Oh yeah, that that'll definitely get into GDQ now because it's been in before, uh, PC and console, all bosses and any percent. Um, so it's a very popular game as far as they're concerned, and that was huge news. I mean, y- you remember all the articles? It was like Eurogamer was talking about it. Like all every single game journalist had an article about it. Uh, we had Boba on the show as well. That was a great episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went and looked so- on YouTube recently just to look up Boba Skip, and it's crazy how many people did videos on it. Yeah, uh, it just... Uh, I think we're like number 12 in the list for our episode. <laughs> we were too late. We were, slightly, we were too late. Um, but yeah, uh, and then of course the, uh, the, the other glitch which we spoke about on the show as well was found where you can uh, manipulate the guards during the escape, and I think that's why console got in over PC. Because every you know everything that's new in that run can be found in there. Um, all bosses extreme. Obviously, it's the hardest run. You fight all the bosses, um, so you see more of the game. Um, yeah. And it's D Lime's first time getting in, and you know he's been the number one player in Metal Gear Solid One and Two for a while now. So it's very cool to see him get his first chance. Yeah, congrats so, yeah. to him. Big ups on, on for you, D Lime's. Yeah, big congrats to Lime's. I mean, that, we we used to talk about getting into gdq when we when we first started speedrunning together so that was just it was just also that's like a dream come true because you're both in now yeah yeah it was it it was really nice um so the tanker blindfolded is it's only a 15 minute run the estimate's 15 minutes um and i submitted that and all i thought was like i I think this will get in so i need a submission that will complement it and i feel like it still required luck because I the the scheduling team had to see it as a really hype run and they they had to want to put it inside the schedule alongside this MGS one run that I was sure was getting in, um, and you know it 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 worked out and I've got in twice in a row and I feel really fortunate because a lot of people um, try for years and never get to do it once and uh you know i've only submitted three times and and twice i've got in so i'm i'm i feel really good about that man um, i'm just gonna point out that you're playing these games literally blindfolded that's fucking crazy if that's not impressive <laughs> enough like, to get you in i don't know what else you can do man yeah you keep talking about like oh i hope it has hype like you are the hype here i'm gonna play it with my toes now and just like maybe are you going to so play I, it with a, a fucking uh, rock band controller? Do it. it, it, it it's absolutely to defeat Liquid with the Guitar Hero guitar. Would it be it, possible it, to do like yeah, a blind yeah. death Dude. run? Bl- a blind, blind death. 
Do a DDR pad. I, we've talked about the DDR pad. Oh, oh, I've got big dreams of doing DDR MGS one. I just need the metal dance pad. No, uh, no fingers. Like if you if you take away, you you can take away one aspect, but once you lose all of it, you lose. You have no way of checking. Yeah, you have to, like that's like, all I was thinking. I was like, without those audio cues, you're pretty much fucked. I mean, that you would have to get so rhythmic with certain sequences to just like you, know you where just, you are. You would have no way to know you're finished. You would have no way to know like you got <laughs> Someone into the next Someone would just tap you, you on your shoulder like, all right, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah be, you did it. You can stop now. <laughs> just three minutes but, of hope. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that I don't, I don't think it's hype. I, I do think the run is really good. But just, just you could have like the perfect submission and you could have the hypest run. But there's so many games in speedrunning and there's so many fantastic runners out there there's so many people who make great submissions and you, you know you can do everything right and it still not be your time dude um, it's like it's like dating or jobs like sometimes you're just not the right fit but no yeah, I, GDQ I get says you. you know what you're great but I don't want to fuck you try it next year GDQ's like it's not you it's me yeah exactly exactly <laughs> nah. and uh, uh, yeah yeah uh, um, people are coming into my Twitch and uh, a lot of people are supportive but there's there's one negative aspect of, of GDQ lists that I don't like um, pe- people telling you that, you that you're lucky and, and yeah like luck does have a certain amount to do with it but 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 it's not just that you can't just put anything into GDQ and then you get lucky and get in, um, and I, I don't think I don't think people mean it badly, but it just kind of it kind of sucks to read repeatedly that everything you do is down to luck. Um, and the, and well, the other thing I really they're they're running a charity as well, so they're I mean they're they're doing a fundraiser, so there is that aspect to consider of all right, we need to pick the events that we think are going to attract the most attention. Uh, which is to say the most donations. So there, there, I mean, there is a popularity element to it as well. You know? Yeah. Like they don't, they don't build the hype for a run. They might try something new out every event, but they don't make a schedule of, of risky games. Like they want stuff like, like it's why Pokemon gets in every time, right? It's why Mario, uh, which Mario only got in with two games this time. So Mario got as many games as Metal Gear Solid, which is pretty Whoa. cool. That's <laughs> wild. Um, yeah, we so out Zelda, here. Zelda stuff like that. I mean, that will that will that will always get in because there's always an audience that wants to see it. Um, or like the, the Super this... Metroid mon- run with the uh, the you know save the animals, kill the animals thing. Yes. Yeah, you know stuff like that. I mean, I was surprised that they didn't wait for a. They sometimes do a thing called chase games where they take games after the submissions are finished and they'll take something that wasn't out during the submission phase. So Metroid Dread would be a good example. Like I, I didn't, I, they don't, they didn't do that, but I'm surprised that they didn't do that for Dread. Yeah. Cause that, that is strange. Cause Dread's already looking like a hype speed run, right? I mean, the, the, the time's coming down for that game. I, I haven't followed it exactly, but um, I, I know a lot of people are running it and enjoying the hell out of that. Well, it seems uh... like a game that was built for speed running and, and exploitation of that sort. Yeah, even from the word go, Metroid has been like a a, a game that benefited for, by speedrunning because you have to get under certain times to get like certain endings, right? Right, or certain pictures of Samus in some cases. <laughs> yeah. um, I was thinking, oh God, this is terrible to say, but I was thinking about like the type of game that ends up at like the 5 a.m. slot and it's like, you know, I can see Unmetal being at, you know, the 4 a.m., 5 a.m. slot 
the guys running it and the hotel lobby's empty. See, I remember, sorry, I remember, I used to live near AGDQ, so I remember like the hotel and I kind of missed that, but yeah, hey, going uh, back to the popularity it's, contest. It's all virtual now, right? Yeah. It, yeah, uh, I think this will be the last online one. I think it'll go back to in-person after this. I mean, ESA's already gone back to in-person, so their event's in Sweden oh, again. Oh, did, I didn't know that. They did? Wow. Yeah. I'm, Things I'm are getting back to, to normal. To that. And, and speaking of uh, getting put on it like the the dead o'clock, um, they put <laughs> they put Metal Gear Solid 3 on at dead o'clock because I, oh, no. I don't think Europe cares about Metal Gear like America do. <laughs> like, we've, we've almost the same run. America gave me like the prime, the prime great time slot where viewers the viewers are highest and esa gave me eight o'clock in the morning when the when the whole the whole room was dead there's like one guy who watched my room <laughs> oh, oh I've always, i'm oh, sorry i've, so I've sorry. always wanted to be that guy but i'm also so sorry you know shout, shout out that guy i love that guy you bring up something that i've wanted to to kind of explore for a while actually um and you mentioned how Europe doesn't have as big of a Metal Gear scene as as the as America does. You'd say, mm-hmm. I, um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I, I've different cultural perceptions of Metal Gear has been something I've I've wanted to sort of explore for a while. Um, I know at first in Japan, while Metal Gear Solid was successful, it wasn't uh, the runaway hit that it was in the U.S. Uh, and I think the same can be said for the original Metal Gear. I'll bite the fact that we got a, you know, sort of a butchered port. Um, it was a million seller in the U.S., um, but it wasn't so much in Japan, which is, you know, why the 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 impetus to make Snake's Revenge, if I remember, if I'm remembering right. Um, but in in the West, after MGS One, Metal Gear sort of became a, a a cultural phenomenon. Everybody was talking about it. It was enormous. And when MGS Two was announced, it just you know got even larger until you know everybody played the game and <laughs> immediately felt stupid. <laughs> um, um, but but as for how it was received in Europe, I've I've never really gotten a clear picture of that. I just sort of assumed that it was similar to how it was received in America. But you wouldn't say that's the case. I mean, I, I was re- really super young at the time, and like, when, as a kid, I don't remember anyone really playing it or being able to discuss it with anyone. Even, even two and three, um, I don't remember having, uh, apart from like my, you know, my one friend that I would I would play that game with. Um, I don't remember anyone really knowing or talking about it. Um, so it was, it definitely sold over here, but I just don't think it was like the it could have been a number of things. It could have been like my generation. It could have been the older generation that was playing it, who I wouldn't have really discussed with. I've I've, I've never looked at raw numbers. I know it sold well here, but it is. I don't. I just don't of, think it was to the, I, to the level. Well, so to your point, it's funny that you say that because that was my situation in in high school. Like I grew up in the boonies, and I I had that one other friend that I talked to Metal Gear. I, I don't remember it being very popular compared to like your Madden or your Call of Duty. It, or I guess at the time, Medal of Honor. Sorry, go ahead. It definitely just wasn't a, as popular as those other series. Like it had, you yeah. Know, I, I had like two people that also played it. Yeah, and and like my my cousin, uh, an older brother, played it growing up. But still, just no one was like into it. Into it, you know. Just it wasn't like Halo. 
Yeah. yeah. People would be like, oh, Metal Gear? No, it's about Splinter Cell. And I'd just be like, oh. But that was around the MGS2 era. <laughs> you know, with MGS1, and, that was the big phenomenon. I mean, the buildup to MGS2 was huge. Yeah, but like then Siphon after the fact, Yeah. After the fact, not so much. You know, everybody kind of fell into GTA and, and then Halo. Um, but MGS2, MGS in general, was a phenomenon to the point that MGS2 released in the U.S. before it released in Japan. Yeah. Which was kind of a rare thing at the time for games made in Japan. Yeah. To its detriment, you got the beta test of the game and it sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's how I feel a lot. lot. Uh, Yeah. Sons of Liberty felt like such a redemption when you think about how bad Well, that's why they put European Extreme in. We didn't yeah. get the we. What is it? I don't think we got the UFO ending and the original U.S. copy of Silent Hill Two. Did we not? Either, I thought we did. The, the UFO ending or the dog ending. One of those joke endings is not in. Like it, it, oh, you man, have to get the greatest hits version or something. I'll look it up. But yeah, we are deprived. What the fuck? That's kind of wild. I didn't know that. But yeah, I mean, Konami sort of had a trend for doing double dips back in the day and adding you know, significant content back into their games after the fact, you know? Um, no, Silent Hill being one of them. It's a good thing. I, lo- I love all the crazy version differences. I don't mean to dunk on NTSC, it's just they, they did change a lot when they when they brought out PAL and JP, and it creates such such interesting things happening. Um, and you get, like, really strange, janky versions as well, like the, the, the Korean version. Um of NTSC like has the it's it's like the only way to to play the PS2 version and also have all the goodness of I can't explain it I can't explain what I mean I get what you mean (laughs) I I just woke up by the way the best best pre-substance version that isn't PAL Mm. is what is this this weird Korean version that you could all that well I mean, we had it a while ago when we were trying to get a copy of it, right? It's like yeah. it's like quite rare. Well, which, a copy so, uh, of it does exist now. Just, which just, it has the best version of the box art. Let's just be clear about that. Just a quick yeah, note: it's, uh, it's the UFO ending. That's not. It's 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 in the director's cut, greatest hits in the HD collection, not in the original. Isn't that crazy? That is. I had no idea. That kind of blows my mind. And it's so. It's so and like it's such it's so important to Silent Hill, right? Yeah. But to another point, uh, if you the the PC version of Silent Hill Four is actually the PAL version. So every time Walter Sullivan says "mom," which is a lot, it's spelled M U M. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's that's, that is great. So is there like an NTSC patch that you can get that'll just change that one word? I hope not. <laughs> That's pretty great. I'm I'm just amazed that they even put it on PC, you know? Just out of nowhere like that. Because Silent Hill 4 on PC, if I'm God, and I I don't know anywhere as as near as much about Silent Hill as I do about Metal Gear. So I'm probably wrong about this, but but Two and three had PC releases initially, but this four release is new, right? Or or did it have a PC release initially as well? 
I'd like to think it had a PC release. I'm actually not sure. But actually, I think it did because you can actually find the Silent Hill PC games on Abandonware sites. Mm. I, th- I think they're, they're just really bad. Uh, but, what, I mean, in the past, uh, uh, like advertising PC releases of games, I honestly didn't know the PC version of MGS2 existed until like three years ago. I just straight up didn't, I, di- I didn't know about it. I mean, you can't be blamed too much for that. It wasn't uh, the best port to start yeah, with. Yeah, it was like an old wives' tale. Like you don't play. I mean, at yeah. the time, like PC to PC to console ports and console ports to PC ports was like fucking weird as shit. Yeah, <laughs> MGS2 is pretty stable now, though with the with the GOG release, though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. With with, with these fix. Yeah, I mean, it goes from unplayable to to really good game. It's 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 amazing what that port does. But I remember turning up in like a stream and I'm watching someone play the game and I'm like, wow, is this emulated? And they're like, no, no, I'm playing it on the PC. I'm like, what do you mean you're playing it on the PC? And they're like, oh, if I if I had a dollar for every time I heard, I met someone who didn't know about the PC port of MGS2, and then I became that person as well, and I'll be streaming it, and someone would be like, hey, is this emulated? <laughs> the cycle continues. So I've seen some people try this, um, mo- mostly just as little experiments, but never in any serious capacity. But there have been attempts to put the HD collections uh, higher resolution textures into the PC version of MGS2. Um, and it's tricky, but there are ways to get the game to run with higher resolution textures, provided they're at the same aspect ratio. That that port has all sorts of like weird little quirks to it that simultaneously make it uh, mod accessible and very closed off at the same time. It's really strange how how that PC version works. Now, now that you've looked into the mod, do you feel like you just you just missing a lot of the uh, the programs and tools that they would have had access to, which will allow well, I mean, you to access yeah. the game in a more user friendly way? I mean. Yeah, they they definitely um so I don't know what they used to make the models for MGS2. It could have been an in-house tool, it probably wasn't uh it might have been soft image honestly. I think they used that. I know they used that for MGS4. I'm not sure what they used for 3 and 2. Uh if anybody knows, please comment uh and and, and or send me a message or something cuz I would really like to know uh more about the tools they used to develop it. Um but I know in a lot of instances they had to basically build the tools that they used to to make the game they wanted to make, which is, you know, part of we've talked about it before. This is part of why game development in the early days was so difficult because of just how much work it took to not only build your engine, but build the tools that you need to make the things to work in your engine, you know. Um, and nowadays it's just, you know, oh, let me get Unity uh, for free. Let me get um, Blender for free. Let me get uh, Krita or or Paint.net or GIMP for free. You know, like you've got all the tools you need to make a game free. You can just start. It's very, you know, it's it's a somewhat analogous to when people started making, you know, their own short little indie films with their, you know, you know, cheap video cameras. You know, we're we're, we're sort of entering. I'd say we're knee deep in the era of being able to do that with games now. Um, but back then, yeah, I mean, it's. God, I don't want to speak with I don't want to try to speak with any authority on 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 how MGS2 is built because 
yes, I've been modding stuff in it, but I understand so little uh, about how it works that, uh, man, I'm just sort of going in circles trying to explain it. Um, I don't know. You've made some pretty impressive progress so far. Right? Yeah. Um, some of it's pretty fucking funny, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm just learning, like, what they did, and I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, God, I I don't want to take credit for figuring out a lot of this stuff, because I have asked a hell of a lot of questions to the MGS modding community, and um, uh, I have actually started to get some feedback, too, on on the things I'm trying to accomplish. Um, I think there definitely is an element of, well, we need to make sure you're serious about this before we start taking our time to help you with it, you know? That's totally fair. I think and, that's and fair. And that is fair. Yeah. And once I started actually figuring out how to do this stuff and putting in my own work to, to make mods and, and do character swaps and things and, you know, things along those lines, I started to get feedback and, and answers to some of my questions and I've started to learn more about it. And and I still stand by what I said before that I want this to be more open and I'm going to try and put out as much information as I can. Um, but but I have been getting a lot of help. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh God, uh, I know we were going to talk about this today and, and people were even asking questions about it, but where do you want to start? It's the perfect timing because you know it's coming up November 13th. <laughs> it's the 20th anniversary of Middle Gear Solid 2. Oh, God, I feel so old. I know. We're old as shit. Congratulations. I remember. You're old. Yeah. Dude, I remember the night that I first played that game. I remember buying it and taking it home and trying to, like, stay awake to play through it and and just like i remember the room i was in yeah like that game has had such an enormous impact on me personally i um i let my dad touch the game first because i was not fucking with it until i got to see what was going on through him and i'll never forget us in our base the the basement of the house and my mom's friend bought her new husband and he was just getting to know us. And my dad was getting to the, like, right before Arsenal gear. And the oh, dude man. was, <laughs> the dude was like, he walked in and he's like, hi, you know, my name is so-and-so. Nice to meet you. And he's like, hey, my name is Pete. Um, and he's like, whoa, is this this new PlayStation 2? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, whoa, look at those graphics. And uh, I'd like to get my hands on that game. Yeah. And like, uh, so they're just looking and it's, 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 you know, you're, you're saving, you're saving Emma and then, or not saving Emma, the opposite. And then, um. You know, the whole dramatic thing happens. And then, of course, like, you know, Olga comes down and then, like, knocks out Raiden. And then they, her and Snake fuck off. And, like, (laughs) shit got weird. (laughs) And the whole room (laughs) just got really quiet. It was me sitting in the corner. My dad trying to figure out what's going on with this butt-naked blonde man. And this man that we just met... (laughs) Like ten minutes ago, and all the like, all I remember is him saying like, "So yeah, these graphics are good." God, you can really see the dimples in Raiden's ass. Oh man, and I'm not like, yeah. I mean, not a lot of people got, yeah. Sorry. No, <laughs> I we just, all felt that way. No, it was it was the most surreal thing ever. Yeah, I just remember it being like four a.m. like. Like I had stayed over at a buddy's house when we were playing, and I just felt like I was like pretty much hallucinating at that point. And we were like going yeah. through the the kernel AI, you know, like we were just like that tired. Where it was like it was very effective on us. Where we're like, what the fuck <laughs> is happening, dude? Like, am I tripping right now? Like it was. I mean, how many people actually turned their consoles off? Let's be yeah, we, was, we didn't I, do I that. But we were close. very suggestive. Like at that point, we were just like, whoa, what, what's happening right now? 
Yeah, I remember me and my friend looking at each other like, maybe we should turn it off. We have been playing the game a long time because we've been playing it all fucking day. Like, we thought it was like some inbuilt shit. It's perfect because it's like your constant need to get more answers. (laughs) They're finally calling you out for it. Everybody kind of looks back on that game and considers it genius now, but not many people seem to remember that at the time, that was kind of hated. I wasn't part of that. Like we were, we like me and my buddy that had played through it. You know, we were just both like, "Whoa, that was dope!" Like there wasn't too much of the ride and hate. We were just kind of like, "Oh, okay, yeah, he controls exactly like Snake." Okay, what's the mm-hmm. difference? And that's you know, where I was. It was yeah, like, okay, yeah. I mean, you just like, kind of have to keep on keeping on. That's that's how me and my dad took it. Yeah, he does a cartwheel yeah, instead of a flip. Great, got it. <laughs> and and like as a as a as somebody at that age, I'm trying. To, I don't even remember how old I was. I think it was like a teenager or something. God, I don't, I should, it's 20 years, Ryan, do math. Eighth grade for me. Yeah. I was 10. (laughs) But, but I gravitated towards any sort of media that was sort of like diving into these abstract concepts. And so when MGS2 did that, I was like, oh, I need to understand everything about what this game is saying because it is so over my head that, that like, I don't even know what to make of it. Right. And like, Meanwhile, everybody else was bitching about, you know, playing as Raiden instead of Snake and getting this super preachy ending. And I'm just like, what does it all mean? <laughs> I got the exact same feeling on completing MGS2 that I did after the first time I saw the, the first Matrix film. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't God. understand, but I love everything that I've just seen. Yeah. And I, I mean, know. to some degree, everyone's spent the past 20 years trying to deconstruct a deconstruction uh, I had, in a sense. I, had, I mean, yeah. I was a child, but I had no idea what was going on. But at the end, you know, when riding through his dog tags that, you know, had this little girl's name on him who was nine years old, <laughs> uh, I felt a little uplifted. I guess some people are pissed off because they didn't yeah, get I answers. Yeah, but but it was it was an uplifting ending. You know, it, it put the control back in your hands at the end. It put it back in Raiden's and it put it back in yours. And and a lot of people didn't quite get that at the time. I mean, I mean, don't don't get it twisted. I was nine years old. I didn't get it either. But it was like it was almost like (laughs) Snake telling me like, hey, did you enjoy the show? And I'm like, like, you got this. Yeah, I think I did. cool. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking didn't get it then. I don't get it now. Like. Just don't take me back to the scary part, Snake. <laughs> like, I, I remember... It, it just, it's straight up Ferris Bueller's the audience and is like, life goes by fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. <laughs> is, that's, that's Snake, and then Cameron is, uh, is riding. <laughs> Which plays into those theories that Ferris... Salad Snake, you're my hero. <laughs> well, it plays into those theories that, like... Salt, like, Ferris is Cameron's imagination. Oh, I've never heard that theory. Yeah, it's Ferris Bueller's, uh, Ferris Bueller is is the representation of, is is an imaginary representation of the person that Cameron wants to be, who, that is somebody who doesn't give a fuck and can stand up to authority like his father. Holy shit. It's like there's like, I don't, the Rugrats look, it, have been dead the whole time theory. Yeah. I was going to say it's don't like Fight Club, but, uh, but all right, we'll I, go I, with the Rugrats. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm ambivalent. 
I'm, I'm ambivalent <laughs> about the theory, but it's out there. Yeah, I'm not sure if I buy that one. Uh, That's a good theory, though. I like that. So, yeah, uh, like, Apache, you're doing, y'all are doing something. Going back to you and you and D-Limes, y'all are doing something for the anniversary, too? Yeah, we're doing a, a Melga Speedrun is doing an absolutely huge event um, for the 20th anniversary uh, of Metal Gear and uh, of, of Metal Gear Solid 2. Uh, Metal Gear is much older, obviously. Um, we'd, 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 the channel is like uh, going for partners. So we've put an application in and we have planned for like probably a year and a half to do this event. So we're having like a huge speedrun marathon um, starting on the Friday and ending on the Sunday. And the rules for submitting were you could submit Metal Gear Solid 2, any Metal Gear game. Um, and you could also submit any game that came out in 2001. Uh, so there's quite a few interesting titles in there. And uh, I reached out to a couple of friends to come and do runs for it as well. Um, I'm hoping to be doing something a bit mysterious on the uh, on the, on the Friday night. So uh, definitely come check out the schedule, though. Uh, we've got, like, so many MGS2 runs. Like, every every kind of MGS2 run that's, that's going popular at this time, uh, we have them in. We have, like, you know, El Clasico, European Extreme Race. Um, me and uh, a girl called The Lightning Strikes, we're doing the Tanker Blindfolded as a race. Um, th- there's a lot of cool runs in there. I'm doing MGS Free Tuxedo as well, so I- I'm really excited for it. Hey, uh, uh, I, you know, I... <laughs> I'm probably not going to get as many hits, but I'm probably going to be streaming MGS2 on the 13th as well. Uh, you know, with it with a twist. With a twist, yeah. Uh, a For certain, a special reason. A certain uh, spectacled character may show up on the stream. <laughs> God, the Fat Man mod, man. I'm probably <laughs> not going to have that ready for a while because that has a lot of issues that I did not expect. And you can beat the tanker. That is that is a fact. You can beat the tanker with Fat Man's uh, animations loaded in. But the plant is another matter. And I don't know if that one's going to be doable without some some cheating, let's say. Um, and, yeah, you know, I've been, you, you yeah. can cheat to solve all your issues, right? You can just use the trainer and you can get through any obstacle that gets in your way, but it just, it kind of does take a little bit away from it. If you do that. Yeah. And I was hoping I could do it pure because the the whole idea behind the whole fat man mod thing, which, okay. If you're, if you're listening in and you don't know what I'm talking about, um, I've been working on two mods for MGS two in parallel here. Uh, one of them is a sort of a 20th anniversary mod. Let's say where you get to play as a certain, uh, guy in a suit, uh, who may have had a, a, a semi-viral social media account recently, let's say. Uh, and there's going to be all sorts of little fun Easter eggs in there that I'd like to put in, and, and that's going to be more of a community project, and I'm going to probably do that on the 13th. But the other one is playing as Fat Man through the game from beginning <laughs> to end. And I don't just mean looking like Fat Man. I mean, you have his, for the most part, movement... Uh, mechanics in place so he's he's skating around like a madman you don't have the glock unfortunately um but he still controls pretty much like how he he looks during the boss battle right he's skating around and he's very unruly um the problem with this is that because these mechanics were not built for the game 
or, or let's say they weren't built for the player, they were built for the boss encounter, uh, there's a lot of things you can't do. Uh, one of which is crawling or crouching. Um, and that kind of prevents you from doing certain things, like disabling certain C4 in the game. Yeah. Um, the other problem is you can't um, roll or dive or aerial. Uh, and there are, uh, I think, Apache, you were the one who who told me this, and I didn't, I didn't even realize it at the time, but there's one, there is at least one mandatory aerial in the game, right? Only one, yeah. It's just before you go into Shell 2. Um, there's a, a section of stairs missing, and you have to uh, do an aerial down that, down that. Because I always thought, like, um, of completing the game without doing a single one, that would be a cool run. Yeah. Uh, but you just, you have to do that one. And it also was my first thought when I thought, well, if you put Snake in the plant, you know, what would he not be able to do? And it would be that. Um, well, funny thing about that, and I'll, I'll come back, let me come back to that. Yeah. Um, because of how Fat Man works, it's actually two aerials. Because when you're crossing from, <clears throat> from uh, when, you're, when you're going around uh, Strut L, I want to say, and the soldiers come out and they're like, this is not a pretty sight, right? Yeah. There's that gap that you can sort of like you can lean against the the edge of the railing and shimmy across, but you can't do that as Fat Man, because when you lean <laughs> oh, yeah, against the wall as Fat Man with this mod, he goes into his like sitting I'm dead pose. It's really weird. Like there's <laughs> this is not meant to be in the game. It's like basically a troll mod, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking about the pipe you have to walk down like right before that part. Oh, man. And I'm like, I just imagine like Fat Man just skating right off of it, trying to get there. Yep, yep. I you can what, do yeah, it what, though. I've done it. You can do it as Fat Man. Like, I was gonna say what does he do? We, we call that section Leap of Faith, and we go on the left, and we like aerial and land on the. Uh, we we aerial at the last possible moment of the ramp on the left, and we don't. We basically don't go on the pipe. We go on the left. You're right. But I was now thinking of, can... I was just imagining him just skating oh at like full speed and flying <laughs> yeah. off it. Fucking a sick grind, bro. The <laughs> as far as I know, the only way to make it across is to grab onto the bar that's hanging over the pipe and, and shimmy across it that way. Like that works. But then once you get to that first gap, uh you're you're done. <clears throat> and I don't and I don't know about the other one, because you can't you can't aerial, you can't uh move while leaning. Um, so there's there's technically going to be three spots you can't get through, uh, not to not to mention the the C4 on the Harrier, which you have to claw, you know, crawl under to get. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe uh, I'm going to put the mod out at some point once I get it working fully, you know, like the model loads and the animations load throughout the whole game. And then I'll let the speedrunning community kind of have at it and see if they can figure something out. But for the time being, it's kind of it's kind of stuck until I figure out uh, some issues. Um, but the other one, the 20th anniversary mod that I'm going to have running on the 13th, at least in a, in a semi-finished state. So, uh, you know, come, come check it out if you're curious. And, uh, eventually I'm going to put all this stuff out. Uh, I'd like to make a tutorial at some point to explain how all this works and, and sort of enable everybody to, to start doing their own texture mods and character swaps and text edits and all these things. Um, and, and I'm still learning as I go, so it's going to be a while. But, uh, you know, drop by uh, on Twitch, MG Nitroid, uh, on the 13th, and uh, I'll show you some of what I've been working on. Looking forward to it. 
Yeah, it's really exciting. So, uh, so hey, uh, we got some Q&A this week. We got a lot of Q&A this week. What do you mean? Holy, yeah. Holy fucking shit. We got Q&A. Holy it's fucking awesome. Q&A. And a lot of it was from the Metal Gear D account asking about mod stuff. <laughs> I knew so. this this person was detail oriented. <laughs> so when I when I was transcribing the questions, I was like, God damn, because I, I mean, this guy is already like a legend to us just for the yeah. efforts that he's taking. Love you, dude. I, he's this. He's like, um, he's this interested in us. No, not us, but you in particular, Nitroid. Well, before we get into the rest of the Q&A, I want to answer his question since they're very specific to modding. OK, so first question. Lightning round. Do, <laughs> well, we'll do we'll, we will do a lightning round. We will do a lightning round. But this one I'm going to try and get to through all these questions. Yeah, seriously. Um. Do other characters like enemy soldiers, bosses, the Emmerichs, or Peter still have animations for slipping on seagull poop? Important questions. Uh, to, These are the questions. I do not know, but probably not. Um, Fat Man does not slip on bird poop. For the most part, the animations override uh, the base player animations. And, and, and sometimes they overwrite in weird ways that you might not expect. So, like, Fat Man himself doesn't have animations for flipping over railings, but I can still do it, and it just defaults to Raiden's animations. But for weird things, like if you put in Snake's animations for Raiden, he'll do Snake's role, but the game will still perceive it as Raiden's aerial. And so even though you're doing Snake's dive role, you can go downstairs and recover easily. Like it doesn't make you like trip up like you would during the tanker. So like there's weird effects there, but I would. Based on the experience I have with these animations, I would say no, but I haven't experimented with them quite yet. So I don't know for sure. Probably not. Um, second question. During the big shell portion of MGS2, there's a part where there's a manipulated video of Solid Snake running away from multiple explosions on the tanker. Can that footage be pulled from the PC? Well, yes and no. The footage is FMV. It's pre-recorded. It's not in-engine. Yes, I can extract that video. That's very easy to do. In fact, I can actually replace videos in the game with my own stuff, which is something you'll see in the mod. <laughs> I've, I've had some fun... Yeah, uh, I... I'm, I'm going to do something else, but one of the experiments I did was putting in the uh, 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 the, the the Tim and Eric Celery Man video uh, over top of the, the girl that shows up in your radar when you're in Arsenal gear. <laughs> Dude, every fucking Tim and Eric reference I see in there, I'm going to die. <laughs> and that just, I mean, that felt like it fit in MGS2. Um, like, oh, yeah. I can pull, I can pull that tame. FMV out. You oh, put man, it yeah, when Ryan was naked nude and it was like, tame. Tame. Oh, oh, God. I'm okay. okay. <laughs> like, that would be more appropriate. But yes, I can pull that footage out. But if you're asking if I can recover, like, the, the actual scene, like, in-engine, no. Because that was sort of, like, pre-made for those trailers. It's not actually in the game. You know, that was one of those changes that they that they made early on when they just, you know, sort of determined, like, oh, this whole escape from the tanker idea is sort of boring like they like they play tested it you know and just had you run away from the sinking tankers like explosions were going off and water was rushing in and they said it was just like oh you run and if you mess up you die it was boring so we took it out yeah i had a buddy that like remembered like playing that like he, he like well, your buddy's he wrong played it. that's what i'm saying i, I was like nah man i think <laughs> that was that was that was taken out it's like nah man i remember it like we're I was, like, running away from the water and i was like yeah i think you saw that it's like nah man i remember some Man mandela, mandela effect, effect stuff i was thinking yeah. that from a different universe, man. You might want to have a talk. Uh, third question. 
Can Fortune's Railgun be obtained through modding? Um, if it can, it's out of my ability. Um, that is something where you're going to be diving into the GCL or the game's scripts. Uh, the, ga- the, gra- the game has its own unique scripting language that hasn't quite been fully reverse engineered yet. There are samples of it that you can see uh, in the document of Metal Gear Solid 2, if you're curious, and there are people who have started to kind of poke around with it, but it requires a, a level of technical knowledge that I lack. So the answer is maybe, but I don't know enough to say for sure. Uh, it's if, if so, it's not going to be easy. And the last question is, can the name of Soldier's dog tags be changed? And the answer is yes, tentatively, but I'm I'm actually trying to do something with that. But I haven't quite figured it out yet, but my but maybe leaning towards yes. So there there are my answers. So I hope that that kind of gives you an idea of where I am with this. I am not an expert in modding by any means. I am just kind of standing on the shoulders of people who understand this way better than I do. <sighs> Those were some fantastic questions. They are. Shout they're they're out good Metal questions. Gear model. Yeah, we're literally looking forward to seeing what you have in store for us. Yeah, you better you better get those out, man. I'm looking forward to, to seeing where you go with this. All right, so lightning round. I'm lightning. Rain transformed. Oh my god, how do we even do this? Just answer if you want to. If you don't yeah, have an okay, answer, so you can just say pass. <laughs> cut this out, but but like we need to add some sort of a music thing to this part. We need to add the countdown music from MGS2 when you're like either you're like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's the shit from uh from Peace Walker where you're like shooting the balloons or whatever where it sounds like a goddamn Oh, Pooyan? Yeah. <laughs> Put that music. In. <laughs> okay, I think we got to keep this part in where we're describing this music. Cuz I think we're really talented at Yeah. <laughs> All right, just, yeah, let's just, just go as fast. This won't take as long as we're thinking. All right, Steve Duffy says, any bits of Metal Gear fan art slash fan works that you're a fan of? Uh, Century Wizard does fucking great work. Uh, he's He does a lot of, like, Yoji Shinkawa stuff that I've seen. You know, it's like the similar type style. Oh, that stuff's insane. Yeah, Century Wizard is great. You got any fan yeah, art? Yeah, he's... Uh, I really like Emilio Lopez's stuff, and I want to get him on the show at some point. Good call. I really like you, you lot on Twitter who make Metal Gear fan art all the time. Like, like, and are still just in love with the games and post it all the time. I love seeing that stuff. Way to dodge the question. Okay, this is just a flash answer, but mine is him still him, Daisy. I love, I still love the Let's Destroy the Metal Gear, Let's Destroy the Shagahat series, and I know they've like they completely disavowed it, and that's okay. I'm sorry, Apache. That was mean. That's <laughs> okay, <you're> right. <laughs> All right, question two. Okay. Dylan Belcher, if Metal Gear went RPG, would you guys want it to be turn-based, card style, or active combat ATB? Mm. Oh, I got an answer to this. Uh, let the XCOM guys have it. Yes, I agree. That would be good. And the same risk is, like, the same percentage chance as well. That's very or, on point. Or, or Valkyria Chronicles. Make it like that. Yeah, but don't, don't involve cards, because fuck cards when it comes to stuff like that. I disagree. Give me Acid 3. Ah uh, no! Damn, that was acid, a sick acid rhyme. Two's pretty, acid two is pretty good. It's like I, I, I just think like the the fact that they've made a card style game already takes away all my jokes about Yu Gi Oh and Metal Gear right now because they've already they've already done it. There's a Yu Gi Oh Metal Gear card. It exists. It's a real thing. Yep. 
Oh, I did not. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I'm gonna get kicked off the show for this one. I did. I didn't know that. Uh, Natalie says anything about Fat Man or <laughs> the Fat Man mod is good enough to hear. <laughs> Natalie, we are very aware of how much you love Fat Man, and keep it up. We're doing this for you. I'm sorry. I was trying to frame what you said to make it work as a question. I hope that helps. All right. The Gooch says, what one game, movie, or comic you'd love to see Yoji Shinkawa do art and design for? Ooh. Spawn in the demon's hand. Oh, oh my god. Shit, man. Spawn. I mean, I mean, I would just love to see him, Yoji, do like a full comic. Any of the comics, just do yes. a full one himself. Do all the art for it. Uh, same vein, I want to see him do Hellboy. I want to see him do The Expanse. Oh, God, that's even better. Spawn and The Expanse. Yeah, your answers are both better than mine. Can Jeez. you? Oh, my God. I want to see him do, like, ver- versions of the Belters with all their, like, belts, <laughs> with all their belts and their space suits and their, like, weird lanky bodies. Do some kind of, like, Blade Runner series or something, too. That'd be pretty cool. All right, we're not going fast enough. Uh, Plywood, what's your favorite game of the 2010s? Uh, Toss-up between Persona 5 and Nier Automata. Somebody's going to hate me for saying this, but I can't think of anything other than Undertale. That's a good answer. Is that the whole decade? World of Warcraft? The whole decade? (laughs) Or do you mean like 2010 specifically? (laughs) Well, see, here's the problem. Is 2010 is when Cataclysm starts, so it's like... uh... It's got to be Legion for me. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. even know what came out in 2010. I'm going to Google it real quick. Do we have like 10 seconds left? Yeah. Uh, it's the 2010s, so the whole decade from 2010 to 2020. I mean, Metal Gear Solid V, the Phantom Pain happened, and the Ground Zero has happened in New that. Vegas? Yeah. Nobody's yeah. going to say MGSV? Nobody had a good time no. with MGSV? I liked it, but I figured it was a little obvious. <laughs> I'm just trying. Some of us are Metal Gear fans in this fight. <laughs> it's no, that's hard. All good. That's all good. I know. Okay, that, that's, okay, that's, okay. that is hard to nail a whole decade. Jesus. Lars the Dude Herbert uh, asks, we've had enough of remake rumors. What would be a Kojima game you'd like to see as a D-make and how? Still, hope for, still hopeful for the Death Stranding Atari 2600 port. A D-make? Um... I would like to see them demake Metal Gear Solid 4, except take out the story. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize for that answer. <laughs> uh, um, make a 2D Metal Gear again, honestly. Yeah, imagine you know? like Ground Zero's 2D. Wait, that's like unmetal pretty much, I guess. Yeah. I would I like know. to see... Uh, I would like to see a Zone of the Enders shmup, like a 2D shmup Zone of the Enders. Oh, God, that's a good answer. Yeah, that'd be sick. That would be so good. Shit. (laughs) That is a fantastic answer. Yeah, you won that one. Jesus. Yeah, that's my answer as well. Uh, Lulcilid asks, what's an underrated game from the PS3 slash 360 era? Yo, uh, Ninja Blade, that's one of my favorite uh, 360 games. You punch a fucking, uh, like, a construction, <laughs> like, wrecking ball into a spider and, uh, and, like, lands into a skyscraper and that kills it. Uh, it's pretty great. It's like the Metal um, Gear Rising of, like, that era. Came out in, like, 2009. So that's why it wasn't on my 2010 favorites. 
<laughs> I'm going to say a very surprising answer, and that's uh, I'm going to say a horror game. It's called Condemned Two. It yes. had one of the best multiplayer's. Like the combat was nuts. It was so good in multiplayer. Uh, I'm going to say Dark Sector, which uh, was one of the early games by the same team that made. Um... Oh God, what's it called? Uh, Warframe. And that was sort of their 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 first game with that engine. Uh, and you play sort of like this brooding guy with a with a like a throwable blade, and it's really unique. Um, that or folklore, that was an interesting one. I think the fun thing about doing these underrated games is like we'll have rarely heard the other person's underrated game, so we because it's underrated, we didn't play it. Like, I haven't played <laughs> any of your guys' games. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had an answer, but it was from, I realized it was from the PS4 era, so I feel like an idiot right now, so I'm gonna pass. While we're trying to, uh, figure this out, watch this shit. Here, I'm gonna post this in the, uh... Alright, let me, let me click over. Ninja Blade All Bosses presenting. Is that it? Yeah, I have it started at 14.05, but watch what this motherfucker does, like, in the next 20 seconds. <laughs> it's crazy. What is this? I've never even heard of this. It's kind of like Metal Gear Rising, like, it's just like a, a... Beat em up, slash em up type action game. Yeah, right at. Why is he fighting Michael Crichton's The Sphere? Right around 1422. <laughs> no, that's what he uses to fight. Oh, it's a wrecking ball. Whoa, that that's what I'm so saying. Cool that's amazing. He nuts. cuts the ball loose and then slams it against the goddamn spider. Please fly spider. in front of the moon. Please fly in front of it. Yes, it covers the moon. <laughs> This way, it this gets is better. fucking crazy. <laughs> All right, I I know what I need to check out later. Yeah, dude, Ninja Blade's dope as shit. <laughs> that's the first boss. That's how you start a fucking game. Whoa! <laughs> I mean, that's what was great about Metal Gear Rising is your first say, boss is freaking me, Ray. It gives me MGS Rising energy right here. A hundred percent. That game was great. That's great. Oh, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's from Soft. Right? It's is guy, it? Yeah, apparently it's from stuff. Like, someone put... Oh, this, well, would you believe this is the same guys who made Dark Souls? Yeah. Fingers ahead of the curve. That's the only from soft game Is this I the Dark like. Souls <laughs> hack and slash game? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just fun action. Like, and you can, you can like, change your swords and do different fighting styles. Like, it's it's kind of not Devil May Cry-ish, but it's, you know, it's it's more fun. And, yeah, like, I'm going to try arcane-y. this out later. Like, yeah. That's sick. Bro, I literally have nothing. Actually, no, I do have something now. Thank you for giving me the time to wait for this. I actually had a good experience with Final Fantasy 13. Like, I enjoyed myself. So I feel like that got didn't get shit on got shit on a little more than it should have. I really like the art direction and the music in that game. Yes, the music is a banger, but I've been told that that's not disputed. Yeah. Um. That's got a then really I got battle nothing. theme. <laughs> Shit's dope. All right, I guess next question. Uh, Angelus, when can we hear about Nitroid's top secret project that you've alluded to but never gave details about? Never. I'm going pa- to pass on this one. No, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Okay, uh, I, I'm making something that will be of interest to to fans of the stealth genre. Yeah. And we'll leave it at that. Ooh. All right. Um, Paul's guy says, will Kojima hire an editor for his next game? (laughs) 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 
How dare you, sir? Uh, next Eight question. Says, Eight ball says, unsure. Please roll again. Please shake again. Lenny Not Dead, uh, Real Turtle Power in parentheses, uh, says, what are your thoughts on Death Stranding DC? Oh, this is related to the past question. Send me a, send me a PS5 and I'll tell you. Hey, right? Same here. And, I like the racing. And the second, the second question is, uh, and do you want a Death Stranding 2? Kind of. I, I mean, mean... Go ahead, sorry. Well, Kojima's always been a developer who really sort of, like, sort of stumbles around the first time with a new idea, and then once he gets to the second go and he figures out, okay, this worked and this didn't work, you get something a lot more refined and and streamlined and, and much more impressive on, on his next go around. So, yeah. like, examples of this would be, and, and I guess you could say this less for Kojima specifically and more for his team, um, but look at Portable Ops to Peace Walker or Metal Gear Online to Metal Gear Online 2 or Metal Gear Acid to Metal Gear Acid 2 or Zone of the Enders to Zone of the Enders 2. And I think that if they made a Death Stranding 2, you'd see that same kind of progression where they look at the first game. Yeah. And they, and they say, OK, well, this didn't work, but this did. So let's exemplify that and let's cut the fat here. And so, yeah, I kind of do want a Death Stranding 2. You've convinced me because my response was going to be, I feel like they wrapped up the story really nicely. I hate to see like Luis yeah. and Sam get back into conflict, but you've convinced me that, yeah, in, I think I want to see a Death defense, Stranding 2. Well, in defense of a Death Stranding 2, we've only seen America. Fair. That is very fair. I, again, I, I'm not looking. I'm very, I'm very insular with this. Said angle. it in Japan. Oh, my God. Because that's clearly what you wanted to do in the first place. Got some mountains over there. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, for, me, for, for me, though, like, want it. I would rather him work on another one. You know, like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm good on Death Stranding. Uh, I would rather, like, if I would, you know, if he only has a certain amount of time to work on projects, would you want it to be on Death Stranding 2 or, like, something new? And that's, I think, something for new. me, I kind of, I think I would rather take the new IP. I think yeah. Death Stranding did its job and, and you know. It seems like Death Stranding 2 is what's going to happen, though. Uh, yeah, that is. Uh, there has been whispers in the wind, but uh, let's uh, move on to the next question, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Angela says, what seem, with what seems to be the success of Resident Evil 4 VR, how would you feel about a VR remake of the PS1, PS2 era MGS game? Which one you, would you pick? What kind of immersive features would you like to see? Uh, I would hate it. None of them. <laughs> I would hate it. Give it me. I haven't done uh, like any VR stuff at all yet. Like I, I just haven't even put on a headset. So I, I don't know. I think like we barely play dude, it for an hour. Dude, man. come over and I'll show you my like I have, I have a headset. Yeah, like walking around and like Shadow Moses would be neat, but like I, I can't imagine like running around like wearing VR, like playing any of those games functionally like that, really. I don't know. Yeah. Metal Gear sort of emphasizes VR, I feel like the most effective VR is something that's that's more framed to like action and activity. And I feel like Metal Gear requires a lot of subtlety and movement that can't really be translated well when you have to have this there this this um extra layer of like protection for the viewer. I, I full disclosure, I was playing Phasmophobia in VR and I played too long and I had to throw up. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it was pretty bad. It, like it, it, it came out of nowhere too. Um, well, that's the thing about burrito, VR man. too. Oh God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, 
TMI. VR, ironically, doesn't seem to give you a lot of situational awareness either. But, like, that's why it lends itself so well to horror games. Like, I had a great time with, with Resident Evil 7 in VR. I waited to play it until I could play it in VR, and it was a blast. Yeah. Well, and don't get me wrong, like, when I wasn't sick, Phasmophobia was great. Like, I was cowering in a corner because I dropped my flashlight, uh, and that was really awesome, but, uh, like... <laughs> But yeah, it's it's like it's it's more stressful than fun a lot of the time. Yeah. Gosh, I'm 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 trying to make this work for the sake of the question. I don't know if I can. On the other hand, after seeing MGS4, oh, sorry, Resident Evil 4 VR, uh, I watched quite a few different people play it actually. Um I think you could make 3 work in it. I really do think you could have MGS3 in it and and it'd be really enjoyable. You would you would play it more more of a shooter than you do probably going through the game now, but I think it could have enjoyable moments. And as for what features would be cool, I think VR would be funny in VR because it would be like um, that that joke in The Simpsons where it's like VR uh, gardening and then the next person's doing VR, VR gardening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a shooting gallery or something like that, and like VR, like that would be dope. Like. That would be, you know, something cool where it's just like shooting. Oh my god! Just like the aesthetic of the VR would look cool. Literally, oh man, yeah. Okay, now I'm convinced. But wouldn't that like fly in the face of like those early MGS4 trailers that were like, you know, FPS? Nah, this is MGS. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I don't know. It, it, it would probably sell, and it'd be a bit funky. So. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not totally opposed. To it. I don't want. I'm not desperate. I don't want it. Like I'm not. I'm not being like, oh, please make this tomorrow. But I if mean, they made it, I'd be interested to check it out. Sure. I, I feel like this question was, you know, it's less about would. Well, let's see. I, I think it's. I feel I took it more as a challenge than a, a question of demand. I yeah. Don't know. I guess. I mean, if you put Metal Gear's name on anything, I'm one of those guys that's gonna try it regardless. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm in too deep. There's no escaping. You think about trying on one of those sweaters, even. I can't look. I really do want one of those sweaters. Like, not at seventy five dollars though. Yeah, not at, no. And with fifteen dollars shipping, yeah. Like that, I, I would have worn that on Christmas. I absolutely would have worn that on Christmas. But they I, gave, <laughs> uh, they gave Cheryl a, like a, a Robbie the Rabbit ugly sweater in Dead by Daylight. So I, I kind of <laughs> wanted to emulate that, but I, I don't know if I want to like seventy five dollars emulate that. Like, I got I Christmas saw, gifts to buy. <laughs> I saw a tweet earlier that was, uh, we're learning who is rich in the Metal Gear community by who is or isn't buying the sweater. <laughs> I would like Buy it as God. a gift, but uh, no, I will not. Yeah, I'd, like if you, my, Konami, my if you want to send one to like each of us, then yeah. we're not going to say we'll no. Take them. Yeah, I'll, I'll wear them during streams and 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 all that. You know, I'll I'll sell out. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to stream Silent Hill, so. I'm more of a duck purist, if I'm honest. I'm not. I'm not really bothered about the sweater, <laughs> um, and I struggle to see where it says like Armani or like. I don't. I don't see the first seventy-five dollars. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm. I'm waiting for Kojima to do something with Armani. Just give it time. It could happen. Dude, it could. I. I see it happening. I still want his grandma like shade shade clippers for his glasses. <laughs> That's high fashion for me. All right, going Mr. on. Mr. Kojima, I love you, but please, somebody needs to tell you how stupid that looks. 
<laughs> I liked it, Mr. Kojima. It looked very convenient. Uh, moving on. Uh, Mr. Not Popsicle, Mr. Anti-Peeler, I guess, says, when are you going to acknowledge MGS5 as the best game in the franchise? I mean, MGSV is pretty... Uh... It's pretty damn good gameplay-wise. I, I will say uh, it's very fluid, but it's not my personal favorite of when, all. When someone writes a college thesis about it. Yeah. We love you, Popsicle. Uh, I know this isn't from Popsicle, because this is not Popsicle. But <laughs> I, I loved it. I, I sunk over 300 hours in it in my first game file. So, yeah, I played it a lot. It was a time. Oliver Jaw. Oliver Jaw asks, who, who's been on the show? Yeah, he's a good friend. Uh, what do you say to people who keep insisting that MGSV is an unfinished game, despite evidence to the contrary? I tell them to listen to episode five of this show when we went over this. <laughs> no, that's a good answer. <laughs> or to read that Snake Soup article that, that cites all of its arguments. Yeah, we Dude, have gone over see? this. And if you're still... Did you see... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, if you're still in the camp that you're like, well, what about... Then you just like have decided to make up your mind that it's unfinished and there's nothing we can really say to change your mind at that point, I think, so... Just... Did you see that uh, Snakes You posted an article? I don't want to, like, spoil it, but... Yes! It's, it's very it great. relevant. <laughs> it was... Yes, um, it was fucking excellent. I really enjoyed don't it. Don't remake games, re-release them, and it broke down why, and it was great. Yeah, it was it was genuinely just it was really funny to read and and the message was was spot on. I enjoyed it a lot. Um as for that as for that question, um when when will people stop saying, you know, that MGS5 is an unfinished game? Um I went to the convention of uh Metal Gear Solid 5 is an unfinished game believers and I noticed all the same people there were all the people that fought um that abandoned was a Kojima game. And uh, and all the other like it's like it's like the tinfoil hat wearing uh, people of the community. <laughs> it's all the same people. Yeah, where You'd are those guys game now? Over, motherfucker! <laughs> it's literally it's, it's all the same people. Look, like a man, whole flat earther uh, part of our community. That's I will say this before we go too hard on the never be game over crowd. Even they were looking at abandoned. Like guys, come on! Yeah, <laughs> like even that was a bridge too far for them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then here's the last question, which I love this one because, like, full disclosure, when I saw Lord Emmerich reply to us, I was like, okay, this shit is going to be really deep, and I'm not going to be able to answer it. And then I look, and it's, who is your least favorite Metal Gear character? I'm going to say Volgan because he's oh. a jerk. This is the hardest question on the list. Can I, can I say four of them? You can do what you want. It's your show, dude. You want. Time. <laughs> uh, I don't have a specific character, but I would say the Beauty and the Beast unit because they are incredibly shallow. Yeah, that's a good answer. Um, I think that my least, I think that like, I'm I'm gonna quote that like, hatred is not the worst feeling; it's indifference, and I'm yes. most indifferent to Gene in Portable Ops. He's kind Gene of, could have been so good. Man, he's such a basic bitch compared to the rest of his crew. Okay, my argument for Gene, if we're going to get into Gene, because I'm we not, need to do I this at some point. I don't want to get into Gene right now, but please okay. proceed. Okay, no, I've got a good argument for this, okay? It's Gene's whole thing was that he had this incredible supernatural voice that was so charismatic and so powerful that he could that convince anyone. Big, like, he was like, like, sorry, I've 
He was supernaturally charismatic, right? He was pretty much like the people from Dune that were just like... And then you cast (laughs) Steve Blum. Yeah. Who is the most... Like, no discredit to Steve Blum. He's a a great voice actor, but he's also, like, right up there with, with, like, Nolan North, where you hear him and everything, and and Troy Baker, where you hear him and everything, and, like, you can immediately pick out these actors. And if you want to have this, like, incredibly charismatic voice, you need to pick someone who you're not familiar with. And, like, when, when I first heard him, I was like, you know who would have been great for this role? David Warner, who played um, the, the I'm trying to think of the most, uh, the easiest example to point to. If you've ever, okay, if you've ever seen the original Tron movie, do you remember the villain from that? Yeah, uh, Derringer, uh, or, or the Master Control Program? Like, his voice as Gene would have been perfect. Like, at least give the dude a British accent, right? I think uh, I think what Lord Emmerich was saying is, like, he's, he put, who is your least favorite character, right? So he's not saying who do you who do you hate or what characters do you Oh, I don't like. hate any of them. I, I think, yeah, I, I, think I see I, it more as, like, indifference. Like, who do you just, like, uh I thought Beauty it was, like, out of, out of all your favorite characters, who's who's at the bottom of the list and for me it's emma emmerich it's like i, I, oh, I love no. the character i think it's i, no. I think it's I, I, th- I think she's great but i just think specific design decisions in that character kind of kind of hurt her overall dude like, you, uh, dude you sound like you're, you're like me. turning her down like look you're a great person like no, i think you're she's a last person. on my list of favorite characters she, so but you're just not designed for me she is kind of a bad person I mean, let's be honest. She's not. She's not a good person. She's so like, yeah. She's she's really self-important. Um, she can be annoying at parts of the game, but you can forgive that because she, she's kind of supposed to be. Um, yeah. I feel like you're supposed she's to neurotic. be antagonized throughout that game. Right. Yeah. And I, I really like um that that line that they took out that you told me about nitroid. I wish they'd left that in about the the eating a ration line. Oh right. I really right. wish that had been kept in. What what is this line again? Refresh me. Nitro to be able to explain it better, better um, than I can. So I, I don't remember the specifics off the top of my head, but the idea was that if she took damage, she could eat a ration to recover her health. And if you call her on the codex, she gives this. Um, there's this there's this conversation. You can listen to it in the, like the debug mode. It's been data mined out of the game. But the idea is that Raiden's like, oh, you're eating something. And Emma's like, what? Do you have a problem with snacking? You know, like, why do you why do you uh, <laughs> have to give me all this crap about my 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 personal image? You know, I, are can, you I can just hear Jennifer Hale saying that you got a problem with snacking. Yeah. Emma, looks like you've recovered some of your life. Yeah, I got the munchies. So I had a little snack. Hmm. What? What do you have against snacking? Treats are psychologically healthy. Even my therapist says they're an effective stress relief measure. Besides, I have a high metabolism. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. I did gain a little weight lately, but, you know, I'm comfortable with that. Completely. And why is weight gain even considered a bad thing by society at large anyway? I mean, does it make life harder for everyone? I don't think so. Does it kill dolphins or, or make your favorite baseball team suck? But what's really, really troubling is this willingness to judge a woman's worth solely on how well she meets unrealistic standards of physical beauty. Look, Emma, I didn't even say anything. Oh, well. <clears throat> it's a great conversation. And then Ryden's like, but I didn't say anything. And she's like, oh, I'll fine then and it's just like it it's it builds her up as a character because it introduces like it further establishes like the insecurities that she has yeah um and how self 
you know, like how self-interested she is, which doesn't come across uh, as clearly uh, in the game as I think it should. There, there's 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 actually like several aspects of Emma that don't come across very well in the U.S. version. The relationship between Raiden and Emma in the Japanese dub is far more flirtatious than it is in the U.S. dub, and that kind of gets lost. But well, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just gonna say, like, I always kind of interpreted her as like a view, a somewhat an opaque picture of Otacon before like he got a conscious or like before she yeah, like like yeah, put, yeah. pulled him up from his jacket like because she knows like full well what she's doing and she doesn't care mhm it's that sort of like the evil of banality if you will like she's just doing what she knows but what she knows is very dangerous yeah yeah well said none of us are going to say Huey because we're above that all right he's not my least favorite character i fucking hate him. No, he's he's a terrible <laughs> person, but he's an interesting, well-written character. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely not indifferent about that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if you read into a bit deeper, he's the true hero of the series. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Cancelled. Cancelled Huey. <laughs>